0: In this modern political age in the united states of america when you are the nominee of your major party you typically get to decide who your running mate is going to be back in 08 barack obama was very strategic and chose joe biden because he wanted to appeal to the white working class in the 90s bill clinton chose vice president al gore And in the 2000s, George W. Bush chose Dick Cheney to kind of beef up his national and foreign relations if he were to win the presidency. And he ended up winning the presidency. Now, in this day and age, we've got Vice President Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee. And he does have his fair share of shortfalls when it comes to progressivism when it comes to diversity, when it comes to women, I mean, you heard the previous episode, he's been facing some allegations from a former staffer, Tara Reed, and a number of women who have accused him of handsiness. So that means this vice presidential pick needs to be extra strategic. Not only because of his shortfalls, but because you've got one chance Joe Biden has one chance And he can't miss a shot No, I am not about to rap Lose Yourself by Eminem Yo, his palms are sweaty Knees weak, arms are heavy There's vomit on his sweater already Mom's spaghetti He's nervous but on the surface He looks calm and ready You know what? That's it, let's get to the conversation You're listening to Robles Speaks so, I'm super happy to have my friend Miles Blakely here with me. He's a fellow young political, just like I am. And Miles, tell us real quick before we dive into the conversation, what, you, where are you right now, and what are you doing? Yeah,
1: um, so I, uh, uh, well, I'm an Arizona native. Uh, right now, I am in California uh, with the Navy, uh, helping out with COVID relief here in uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. um we're setting up a bunch of different um developmental centers and like uh, skilled nursing facilities uh here in la to sort of help uh combat um the covid spread uh as much as we can
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so that's what i've been doing uh the last couple of months now uh is just helping out out here
0: wow and wow that that's crazy thank you man for what you're doing i mean that's that's seriously a service i mean you're you're seriously in the line of battle right now, so I really yeah. appreciate your work, dude.
1: Of course, yeah. No, thank you so much. I, I I honestly was really happy when I when I got the call. It felt a little like unequivocal sitting at home and writing essays about like Machiavelli when the whole world was crumbling around me. So yeah, uh, I was really I'm just really glad to have the opportunity to help uh, in heck, this fashion.
0: Heck yeah! So so I wanted to invite you on the show because I want to have an in-depth combo about. Some of Joe Biden's potential VP picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we know it's going to be a woman. He announced yeah. it at the last presidential debate that he had with Bernie Sanders. And so let's, let's let's run through a list, okay? I've got a top ten that I pulled up from CN- CNN. CNN, I, yes, sir. Yeah, I
1: have the exact same one on my phone right
0: now. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so Stacey Abrams, we we all know her. She was the former minority leader from the Georgia house of representatives. Mm-hmm. Then she ran for governor. Unfortunately she lost. And that's a whole other story. You know, Ryan Kemp playing dirty. <laughs> and, so tell me, tell me a little about, uh about your thoughts on her. Um, I think
1: so to be like, totally like upfront, uh, Stacy was my first thought when he said he was picking a female VP candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll bring this up more later when we talk about some of the other, uh, potential candidates, but okay. I, I, I am of the belief that picking a former presidential candidate, uh, especially like the 2020 election would not be the smartest idea. Okay. Um, I think it'd be more, div- uh, divisional than, than okay. anything. Um, so Stacy, I think would be a good choice because you're getting that s- Southern vote, um, you have that minority influence, um, not that Joe really needs it, because Bernie was actually the one struggling more uh-huh. with that this go around. Um, but I mean, it can never hurt a, a Democrat shot having uh, more of that m- m- minority vote. Right. Um, but I think that like overall Stacy's just the smartest choice. She would be my choice okay. for, for, for VP if, it were, if we have to have a Biden ticket, um, mm-hmm. just because she's gonna present that same level of like, it, she, she's like she's progressive enough to appeal to a, a certain crowd, but moderate like moderate enough to not drive anybody away, which mm-hmm. I think is going to be huge um, in this upcoming uh, general.
0: Right. So, so I'm worried because obviously Joe Joe's old. He's mm-hmm. he's gonna be what seventy eight. Yeah. About, by inauguration time, and so I'm hoping to see somebody with some more political experience but i mean as we go through the list we'll we'll dive more deep into that um so we've got number nine tammy baldwin yeah what do you think about her um truth be told
1: i don't know a ton offhand
0: okay so Uh, that's so then that's worrisome then right
1: right so wait no i'm sorry you you say tammy duckworth
0: tammy baldwin
1: oh tammy baldwin yeah no i i that's like, that's the issue: is that she doesn't have a lot of name, right? Uh, at least not, you know. Especially like considering you and I are pretty politically active. Absolutely, uh, the fact that I don't know who she is entirely is like
0: mm-hmm. concerning. Yeah, uh,
1: but I mean, again, I, I not a bad choice. Wh- uh, where exactly is she out of?
0: So for our listeners, Tammy Baldwin is a senator of Wisconsin. She really hasn't done anything to merit her sort of drop in the rankings um, she would be if she was nominated she'd be the first vice president to be a member of the LGBTQ plus community so I mean we all know Wisconsin was a key state last the last go around when Hillary Clinton was a Democratic nominee so she may be able to bring in a swing state like Wisconsin I guess that'd be one of her main pros
1: yeah Yeah, but then, yeah, I mean, it'd be really nice to see some LGBTQ, uh, IA plus, um, representation on the ballot.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, just because, you know, I mean, like, Pete was really the only guy we had. And even then, I think the LGBTQ community was like, he's not really our guy. Right. Um, so I I think having that representation would be good, but Mm -hmm. but also, like, there are, I think better ways to go about it and probably better candidates for it as well. Right.
0: So, um, so, so speaking of mayor Pete, yeah. I, you know, a lot of folks thought when he endorsed Joe Biden, that he was going to be the vice president, the vice presidential nominee. Yeah. Um, I see him becoming the secretary of defense.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. He's going to be defense. He's going to be, he's going to have a cabinet position. Oh yeah. like, undoubtedly i think that literally almost every presidential candidate or like democratic presidential candidate is going to have a position
0: right definitely right Um, Right. but
1: i i I see pete yeah somewhere in defense somewhere in that sort of sector of things um i feel like his just in general his presidential run was sort of an interview Mm -hmm. to, to get a cabinet position Yep. Um, I don't know wrong. I think he ran sincerely, and I think he wanted to win, as anybody would. But I think he he always had that caveat in the back of his mind, like,
0: you know, this is just phase one. Mm-hmm. Seriously, um, we haven't seen the last of him. That's oh no, talking. no! Uh,
1: I think it was Brian Williams who said, uh, uh, "Running for president is like eating a bag of chips; like you can't have just one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you're, you're never only you're, you're never only going to run one time." So, right. He, he
0: Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the newcomers. Absolutely. I see Pete. I think he'll be our president at some point in time. Just not today.
1: No, no, not now. I, if the trend continues where it is, I think it will. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've seen a lot more political division lately. Right. Um, And so I would be interested to see how the progressive, moderate sort of mindset um, and like, dichotomy mm-hmm. evolves over time because that could, I think, ruin the chance of ever seeing a Buttigieg administration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you really never know. I mean,
0: right, right. is a clear
1: indicator that you never know.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing folks while the primary was still live and fresh um, saying that Pete was an um, undercover Republican. I mean, I don't know if that's just people that are on the far left side of the political spectrum, um, but I just thought that was a pretty interesting comment because obviously he needs to build his um, progressive bona fides.
1: Yeah, I I mean, the big thing right now in the Democratic Party um, is unity. And if we don't find a way to unite the more moderate vote with the more progressive vote, um, then we're going to see a party split Mm -hmm. in the next few years. I I guarantee it, there will be a new party. Mm -hmm. Um, Really? Yeah, I I really think so. I think that um, we're hitting a point in our democratic system where uh, two parties is not enough and the underrepresentation of the Green Party and the Libertarian Party, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, really, I think, strikes a chord with a lot of folks because they no longer feel at home anymore in the Democratic Party. Um, they certainly don't feel at home in the Republican Party. Yeah. Um. But a Green Party vote or the Libertarian vote feels wasted. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see that now that we're having more and more progressive candidates win. Um. You know, like the Squad or Bernie getting as far in the race as he did. Yeah. Um. I think that there could very well likely be um, a party split, which I'm not entirely opposed to either. Yeah. Um,
0: so. So are unless- you, are you thinking a party split where? The moderates will leave or the progressives would leave?
1: Progressives will leave. Moderates will plant their flag in being a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Um, But the message of what a Democrat is will change. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's just, I mean, my theory, that's where I see the trend going because there's just a growing number of like, especially young folks. Yeah. Um, who are the future of politics? Who are progressively coming more progressive? Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm one of them. I would consider myself somewhere between like Bernie and Beto. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like I I definitely um, continue like my my trend like to the left has has continued pretty greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, and even more so for a lot of other folks who feel discouraged. I in agree. Political. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, to bring it all back, I think that um, if we don't figure out how to unify now and if moderates can't hang up some of their um, caveats mm-hmm. and if progressives can't hang up some of theirs, um, then we're going to see that party split. And then at that point, running as a moderate won't matter um, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get the progressive vote.
0: Right. I mean, even look at the way the DNC treated Bernie. I mean, that turned yeah. off a lot of people, even me. Yeah, just, I mean, he was almost not going to be on the ballot in New York. Andrew Yang yeah, had to no. sue so that Bernie could be on the ballot.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I think that Bernie was smart in dropping out when he did. Um, you know, and and he's now running this sort of like side campaign of just trying to get as many delegates as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that even he said is a, is a showmanship of where the American people are at, and I think a large majority of American people or wanting change that a moderate candidate like Joe Biden uh, Mm -hmm. can't give. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think, knock on wood, uh, Biden wins November. Um, He's not, I I don't think he's anybody's ideal candidate, but Mm -hmm. he's going to do a lot more good than another Trump administration
0: will. Um,
1: Yeah. So I think if Biden, if a Biden administration well enough respects the progressive movement, um, then we could see steps toward unity um, mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party because that's our biggest issue. We're a that's bunch different. of nerds with too many ideas mm-hmm. um, yelling back and forth. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that if we um, find that common ground, mm-hmm. uh, we can probably build, but that common ground won't come, uh, yeah. I, I don't think, even in a Biden administration.
0: Right, right. So so let's go back to the list. Let's yeah. look at number eight um, Tammy Duckworth yes okay so she's a senator of illinois um Mm -hmm. she is a veteran female she actually she's a decorated and wounded military veteran she lost her legs in the line of battle and And a single mother i think yeah she um she is the first senator to give birth while serving in office that's what it was yeah Uh uh-huh uh-huh so so what do you think about her
1: I have loved Tammy Duckworth since uh, the minute I was an inkling interested in politics. Since
0: the 2012 uh, convention. Didn't she give a some sort of speech at yeah. the speech convention? Yeah,
1: she gave a whole, you know, like a big, like, F you drop the mic speech. Um, uh-huh. It was fantastic. And she does that consistently enough to where she always, you know, proves a grit in, uh, in Congress. Um, no, Tammy's amazing. I, I should, I don't like him saying that like I know her, but... Uh, She's fantastic. She would be, if not Stacey Abrams, like Stacey Abrams is my ideal strategic candidate for VP. Uh, Tammy Duckworth, I think if we're picking a woman nominee, uh, um, it's going to like, it's, it's, it's my ideal candidate for that would be Tammy Duckworth. She's fantastic and just about everything that she does. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's not afraid to stand up for the people. Right. um,
0: And she's from the Midwest too. I think that's a plus. That's that's going to be huge. Now, now speaking of Midwest, let's look at number seven, Gretchen Whitmer. She's been making a lot of headlines recently because yep. of COVID-19 and how she's been dealing with it in her state. Um, yep. So she is sort of high on people's lists. She's this rising star female governor from the Midwest. She's young. <laughs> I mean, she seems to cross off every box. What she does. She, she would be,
1: okay, here, here's my thing, right? Like, she would be good now in the short term if Biden came out today and was like, this is my VP. Because people want someone, I mean, it, it's like a, not to, this might be a little over exaggeratory, but like, it, it's, it's like a 9 11 thing. Like, people want to, a reason to unify. Um, seeing somebody who handled the pandemic well. And can back up having handled the pandemic well is going to be huge. That news won't be the same potentially in like December, or I guess December won't matter, in like November. Um, So I think that she would have to continuously prove herself and prove her grit as a politician. Um, And she would have to remain sort of like almost neutral on policy and just act as sort of a very, very good public servant. And then I think she would be a good pick for VP.
0: Uh Um,
1: Just because, again, I don't think her policy is at all progressive enough to get that far left vote, which is really going to be vital. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, if she's a good public servant, if she's a good um, politician and person, I think that that would be a huge advantage. It's just a matter of consistency, which is difficult in uh, D.C.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And And I mean, if she does get picked, I would be worried that people in her home state and people around the country would be giving her crap for focusing on another campaign while COVID-19 is happening in her state. I guess that'd be the only downside to being a governor right now. And yeah, getting nominated. You look yeah, like prioritizing your own ambitions.
1: Yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, not to keep bringing it back to Pete, but I guess what Pete got a lot of flack for, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, he was running his city remotely, um, mm-hmm. and that didn't always, you know, benefit him uh, in the long run. Right. And so I, I can see that same fate uh, sort of being put onto her, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard to say. Right. Uh, like, I don't know, when it comes to things like that, like my shining example, and I probably yours too, I think that's kind of how we first bonded was um, Beto during the El Paso huh. shooting. Um, he and he like suspended his campaign for two weeks. Mm-hmm. didn't do anything just to go help the people of El Paso. Um, yeah. and he didn't use it as a campaign ploy. He didn't use it as a marketing scheme. He just did it out of the good like uh, goodness of his heart and because he had the ability to mm-hmm. um through his influence as a public servant. And so
0: yeah, yeah that was um, pretty honorable of him.
1: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I like was cuz cry- like at that point I was like you know kind of like shit like this beta's not going to make it and he didn't obviously, but mm-hmm. to see him do that and then to see him come back and like get back into his own skin um was huge to me, especially as a, a huge supporter of his
0: mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. if, if,
1: uh Gretchen can do the same and can juggle campaigning while acting as governor um, and continues on the trend that she's been continuing in uh, her her home state, I think that will do her a lot of good. So Mm -hmm. I guess my my biggest issue with her is that it would just be a huge balancing act, and there's a lot on the line at that point.
0: Absolutely. So let's look at number six. This is a new name for a lot of folks, including me, Keisha Lance. Bottoms, she's the mayor of Atlanta. Okay, and recently her national profile has soared in the past week, and that's thanks to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's decision to reopen parts of the state's economy. We, I mean, we all saw Georgia f- making news last week, and this has been a move that she's been uh, very vocally critical of. Mm-hmm. She's been leading the charge to call out the governor. And she said, there's nothing essential about going to a bowling alley in the middle of a pandemic. She made news for that. So do you see her becoming VP or is this just somebody circulating her name?
1: So um, I got a notification just recently, actually, about her. Um, She came out publicly and said that um, the uh, black gentleman who was gunned down while jogging just a few days ago. uh, Yes. uh, uh, Yeah. He... She she called she called that murder uh, the lynching of an African American man, um, which it absolutely was, um, and what happened is disgusting. Um, but I, I I think that her using such strong language against Brian Kemp um, could both be a pro and a con to the Biden administration. Um, Biden has been similarly critical to the president. Mm-hmm. Um, she can. Um, use that voice the same way against say like Mike Pence mm-hmm. um, then that that I think could be a, a beneficial voice to have on the campaign trail um, but like, like you said she's only been making headlines recently
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: so you know is that say a ploy to get her on the, the VP right. ballot Like we don't know mm-hmm. Um. so which I don't think so I think she's doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's just that um, she doesn't have that history, at least not that public or widely known of a history, mm-hmm. um, to really plant herself as um, a VP pick with any real name recognition.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's look at number five. Almost everybody knows this is Elizabeth Warren, Senator of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I mean she is this firebrand she's she's really you know nobody can fill Ted Kennedy's shoes but she's really done a great job at becoming a lion of the senate just as Senator Kennedy was. Yeah. Um she's a lot of people know who she is and she's super progressive. You, do you think she has a shot?
1: I so, Here's okay so here's here's the thing about picking a Former presidential nominee from the same year that you ran as your VP pick. Uh, Firstly, everybody votes to have you as the VP pick because they know your name. Um, They never pick you, right? Uh, Everyone thought back in 08, uh, Obama was gonna pick Hillary. Um, She was attorney general, but that never really happened. Uh, Sorry, she was secretary of state, but that Mm -hmm. never really happened. Um, Everyone thought that Trump was gonna pick Chris Christie, or Marco Rubio or to literally anybody who was on that Republican stage with him, And that didn't happen. You know, uh, I don't really think that everyone thought that Hillary was going to pick like Bernie or Martin O'Malley, but um, Which Tim Kaine was in, was an interesting choice. Um, but I think that the reason that, and I'm sure that we'll talk about Kamala here in a second, the reason that Elizabeth and Kamala are going to be so high on the list is because people know them and people like them. And I don't think that Elizabeth or Kamala would be a, a terrible choice, which I know that people would vehemently disagree with. But um, I think it would be a bad choice for, for that very reason. Um, Elizabeth and Kamala, because they've been so public for the last year and a half or so on the campaign trail. Um, they have a lot of dirt that that they have to sift through as I think anybody does um, after running for um, any offices as high as the president Um, and so you're gonna have the camps who are so excited for uh, a Biden uh, Warren ticket or a Biden and Harris ticket Um, but then you're gonna have these arguably even larger camps who are very much against having them on the ballot because they have such a shoddy history to a, a lot of a lot of different folks um and so i think that putting warren or harris on the ticket would be a good move in some ways and a really bad and detriment and detrimental move in a lot of others um overall i think that as a politician um as an individual i don't think that warren would be a terrible choice at all mm-hmm. but i don't think that they should do it just strategically because you're going to get a lot of flack.
0: Right. Now, with Warren, I strongly support her policy proposals. Yeah. Super progressive. And quite frankly, if she won, she transformed the country. But yep. what's bothered me since day one is the Native American issue. For those of you who are listening, um, back in the 90s and 80s and maybe 70s, I don't know. Uh, Warren had listed herself as an American Indian on her paperwork when she was applying for law school and teaching and applying to teach at Harvard. Mm -hmm. Now, in Warren's defense, she was always told that she had Native American blood in her. But, I mean, let's be real. If you are clearly a white woman and Harvard is advertising your class as being taught by a woman of color, There's something seriously wrong there. So that's always bothered me with Warren. Um, And
1: And she she pushed that up until 2017, you know, uh like, like that was a, like, that's been a thing. Um, And and she has a lot of that kind of history, which is really concerning. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason that I would like a Warren pick is because I like her policy. It's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, no, Warren has a lot of those weird little things that, um, really detriment her um, and her her political past, which, like I said, would, I think, hurt her more than mm-hmm. someone more um, unknown, like the uh, Atlanta um, individual.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think Warren screwed up big time when she released that video a few days before she announced her presidential run. And the video kind of went through the history of her native american uh, ancestry and then she did a dna test and she literally is like one one thousandth native american it's she she's barely native american
1: yeah and I, like, i'm more Native american than she is it's it's stupid
0: like yeah and and quite frankly if she would have just ignored donald trump i don't think she'd be uh, facing this sort of scrutiny right now. She should have just pushed through it. But
1: I think if the entire country ignored Donald Trump, it would be in a very different situation.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so yeah, I think... yeah no, I, I, I think that Warren, good pick for policy, bad pick for political history.
0: Right. You know, if she doesn't get the VP pick, she's gonna have a cabinet position without a doubt. And I in my opinion, I I'm predicting that she's gonna become the Secretary of Treasury.
1: That would make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. She's got a strong financial background.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, so let's look at number four, Susan Rice. Now she's, for a lot of politicals, that name is familiar, but if you don't know her name, that's totally okay. Susan Rice was President Barack Obama's former National Security Advisor. And, I mean, she's constantly asked for her diplomatic advice, especially in this day and age where we have such a rogue... um, foreign policy and quite frankly a secretary of state who wants to push MAGA policies, uh, out into the world. So, um, Miles, what are your thoughts on Susan Rice?
1: Uh, also a poor choice. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, I, I think Biden's whole issue and what he's most often targeted for is like Obama and nostalgia. Um, and I'm wrong, like, President Obama is ridiculously charming. Um, he you know, was a hero of mine growing up. Um, if Obama's in something, I probably will watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. Seriously, but, me
1: too. Yeah, yeah, no, straight up. But he's coming under a lot of scrutiny. Um, you know, like the day that we're recording this, uh, hashtag Obamagate is trending. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the drone strikes, which I think is a completely valid mm-hmm. and very dark spot of his presidency.
0: Right. Along uh, along with the deportations, I mean, people yeah. are also raising that awareness that Obama did deport a lot of people.
1: A lot of people. Yeah. And and those are two very, very big, like, um, you know, like WTF moments in, in his presidential history um, that I think he or at least his administration has a lot of explaining to do. Um, because I, I don't know, I was sort of bewildered. Coming into like the the knowledge, uh, especially of the the drone strikes, because for a, li- a really long time, to me, um, you know, Obama was like this big just hero figure, and see yeah, you know, have that uh, past is is was uh, hurtful, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and this is something I've done more and more research on, and, and I've I've uh, been more and more willing to call him out on and Mm -hmm. say, like, it's awful. Um, And and, and Suzanne Rice, having been in those rooms, been in those meetings, probably writing the legislation for some of those strikes, Mm -hmm. uh, or writing the the, the clearance for some of those strikes, um, I think it's just going to hurt more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be a clear step away from party unity, which they're trying to so hard market right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think she would be an awful choice. And and even in during the like Obama administration, people didn't even like Suzanne Rice that much. Right. Like like I, I remember my mom would come home who's just, you know, bleeding heart liberal and she'd be like, Yeah, Obama's great. She, Suzanne Rice needs to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, you know, if Biden were to pick her, yeah, she'd be making a like another very detrimental mistake.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's probably going to end up in the administration in some shape or form.
1: Oh, definitely, but uh-huh. she shouldn't be his VP because she's not going to help.
0: Right, I agree. Um, I mean, another important factor she brings to the ticket is she's a woman of color, but let's we'll, we'll dive into that conversation after we finish this list. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, a, it's
1: a larger conversation.
0: Uh-huh, so, so number three, Catherine Cortez-Masto. Cortez-Masto uh-huh. is the senator from nevada she struggled to get a lot of press i mean you mean you may not be surprised because a lot of people don't know her i've only seen her name mentioned a few times she's a latina so she'd be the first latina vice president vice president and she's one of the highest ranking latina elected officials in the country and harry Reid, legendary democratic senator is promoting her Mm-hmm. and you know really trying to be in the ear of Biden's uh circle so that she can get the nomination what are your thoughts on cortez Masto?
1: um before i go into cortez Masto, i i do want to talk about how sort of hilarious it is that we're campaigning for a vp spot yeah. um it's it's kind of cuz usually you know it's just like us waiting in anticipation and then the candidate will come out and be like it's this guy and we're like oh, okay cool you know and we just uh-huh. this. um but this one feels like uh not to harp on like trump writing but it feels like a reality show you know um which yeah. I think is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. but no i think um having a latina woman would be fantastic um we need more latinx representation in uh government as it is um mm-hmm. and you know putting i mean i'm i'm imagining debate season and whether it's in person or over zoom um i think it would be pretty fantastic if um to watch mike pence try and argue deportation law yeah with um a very well-founded uh latina politician mm-hmm. uh, but uh th- that obviously comes with caveats you know you're less likely to win that sway re- Republican vote. Um, you're, you're, which is just an unfortunate reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, just with name recognition, you know, i uh, Biden got the nom because everyone knew who Biden was, mm-hmm. um, the same might have to be for his VP. Yeah. Um, just because that's, what's going to carry the ticket. Mm-hmm.
0: Seriously. And, and, and to your point, when you said it's it's crazy that, you know, there's people campaigning for a vice presidential pick, I think that sort of shows the weight that Biden carries right now. A lot of people are worried about whether he's going to win. And yeah. so, you know, it's just, it's interesting because like you said, back when Hillary Clinton was a nominee, I don't remember people sort of um, campaigning for a certain individual, we, we were just sort of waiting. We, we you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and, 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 that's just sort of how it's always been, I feel, you know? Um, it, it, because we were so comfortable in like, oh, listen, no one really likes Hillary. I mean, I liked Hillary when she was running, but Me too. yeah, but like, you know, like no one really likes Hillary. Um, but nobody likes Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, there's no way. Seriously. And You know, I think that America thought better of itself, um, up until uh, election day. Um, and you know, then we saw the results come out, but no, I I think that, uh, I I think that the reason is just because there's so much on the line and Biden has already run a seriously lackluster campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't name you one of his policies just from like watching a debate, um, you know, I can tell you that he says the word malarkey a lot and that he likes ice cream. Um, yeah, see. and I could talk all day about hashtag Jomentum. But I, I don't I don't know anything
0: about or Soul you know, Saturday, hashtag Soul Saturday.
1: Hashtag Soul Saturday, yeah. Uh-huh. I watched a couple of those videos and I just was like, Yeah, this is too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh you know, if we're really striving for part of unity here. Um, you know, Biden, I don't, I already think wasn't the guy. Um, and now that we're kind of stuck with him, uh, as the democratic nominee, um, we're really going to have to, um, find a way to, to, to push that idea of unity. Absolutely. And every, and every, every person running, running for that VP position is going to think that they're the one that's going to do it.
0: Yep. Um, Yep. So. so let's let's look at number two. Another familiar name, Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. Oh, God. Yeah. So when she announced her run, for those of you guys listening, um, some articles came out, and it was talking about how she mistreated her staffers, and she sort of became notorious and the butt of jokes when it came to Combs because apparently she told one staffer, F the fork, here's a comb, eat your salad with a comb. And so, you know, she was the butt of people's jokes on SNL and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and she, along with Mayor Pete and Bethel, endorsed Biden uh, right before Super, tu- right before, um, Super Tuesday, I yeah. believe. And Biden credited her on his podcast for helping him win Minnesota. Minnesota's a swing state. Um they've slowly they've slightly been moving right, but I think they're still they're still pretty blue. Minnesota's so,
1: a lot more left than they would seem that they are. So uh-huh. kind of like,
0: yeah. So I mean I think Biden already has Minnesota in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um she I think her Midwest roots are a lot more deeper. Yeah. And she'd appeal to the Midwest voter who went for Trump last time around. I mean Yeah, you, but you like chat, what let me hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, here's here's my thing, right? Like, if a Republican isn't comfortable with Trump f- for some reason, right, then hopefully they would be smart enough to vote Democrat. Um, and, and I respect a Green Party vote. I am confused, but we'll still respect a Libertarian Party vote. Um, but I, at the end of the day, if you have a conscious, you're not going to vote for Trump. And that's regardless of who. And if the VP is the deciding factor in that, then you're voting for all like the wrong reasons. Um, I personally have never once been charmed by, like, by Amy Klobuchar. I, I do, did not like her policy when she was running. Um, I, before the sexual assault allegations, I was a huge Al Franken fan. Save uh, and to see him fall and her rise, and take his place and really not have that same impact and take Minnesota off of the map in that way was seriously disappointing. Um, and also she would say the same joke on the campaign trail over and over which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate Amy Klobuchar. I just really think that again would be a bad choice. Um, at, at the end of the day, identity politics, politics do matter. Representation does matter. And to have, you know, just the most Karen white woman on the ballot next to uh, good old boy Joe Biden, it, it's just not going to do yeah what it, what it needs to for, for the ballot and for the party. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, honestly, we would lose November if yeah. Amy Colbert were on the ballot.
0: You totally um, got a point. I mean, I, I'd like to see her just stay in the Senate. I think she's a good senator for yeah. Minnesota.
1: Yeah, uh, great for Minnesota. Keep her yeah. in
0: Minnesota. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So number one, and I think I agree with this number one because I, I totally see her making making the cut. We've got Senator Kamala Harris of California. Mm-hmm. Harris is uh, an African American woman. She's young and she's got she's savvy, she's got debating skills. She's able to fundraise. And she'd she'd make history, just the way the Obama Biden ticket made a history back in '08. Yep. Um, would I want to hear your thoughts on her?
1: So I, I want to start this off by saying that, like, I like Kamala, um, even with her, like, quote, like cop Kamala past. Um, I think that a lot of that legislation um, was a factor of the times, um, and though I don't agree with it now, I don't think that she would make the same mistake. Um, said like knock on wood, hope not.
0: Right. Um,
1: but I think that Kamala, if you're going to have a former presidential candidate for 2020 run as VP, it's going to be Kamala. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala has the most active base, um, I would argue, out of any of the potential female candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when uh, Beto dropped out, a lot of the Beto community went to, from him to Kamala. Interesting. Yeah. And we're hoping for a Kamala, um, a ticket. Um, and that happened with all the more moderate candidates. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I would have been down for that. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, as long as Beto's is doing something, I'm happy. Um, but no, I, I I think that Kamala is a good choice. She's definitely my top three for Mm -hmm. a Biden pick. If the Dems are going to try and clinch this nomination. Right. Um, she, like you said, fantastic debate, um, especially, again, imagining her toe-to-toe with Pence, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would pay to watch that. Um, right. And so I, I think that she would be an, an awesome pick, not my ideal pick, as um, right. she wasn't exactly my ideal pick for, for president, um, but because, you know, gotta love yeah. Tammy. Tammy's great.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I think that she wouldn't be the worst option um, but again, I think that the reason that she's polling at number one is because everyone knows who she is um, and she has oh. such an active following.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I think if she doesn't get chosen, she's going to be the next attorney general in the Biden yeah. administration. Um, I, could
1: see, I could also see her turning down an attorney general and going back to California. You that's
0: know? true. That is true. Um,
1: as long as you get done here.
0: Mm-hmm. I think just like Pete, She's, we haven't seen the end of her. She's got a lot of political capital that she hasn't used yet.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I, think, I think she's gonna get it, but I mean, again, who knows? So let me tell you about my dream.
1: Yeah. My, sure.
0: my dream pick would be Michelle Obama. Okay. I think if she gets the nomination for VP, and again, I'm speaking hypothetically here, and very far-fetched. This is a very far-fetched um,
1: yeah.
0: um, prediction. If she does, I think she they'd win in landslide. Michelle Obama is extremely popular, and she's another woman of color, and she diversify the ticket. I think that's one of the, for me, one of the most important is I want to see some diversity on the ticket.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even when it was Biden or uh, yeah, Biden Bernie, I was like, Bernie's cool and all, but it's just two old white men again, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Seriously.
1: i for more. Um, even though I was a Bethel guy, and that's just a young white guy, but
0: you know, right. still, I'm yeah, sure.
1: um, yeah. No, I think Michelle would be would be cool. I I I just think she's done with politics at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't blame her. I mean, no matter how I look at it, Obama had a very divisive eight years,
0: um, yeah. I'm sure it's
1: like a family dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I don't know how I would feel if my significant other was like, you know, being, being like, uh, being threatened to be lynched, you know, in the streets. It was. Seriously. Yeah.
0: Seriously. And in her book, I don't know if you read her book becoming,
1: uh, it's been on my coffee table for two years. I've never dude, once.
0: It. <laughs> dude, one of the best books I've ever read. Swear to God, you're not going to get bored. And I mean, she she clearly states in the book towards the end she has no intention of ever running for president or holding office. I mean, you're right; yeah. it took probably took a toll on the family dynamic, and she doesn't want to do that again.
1: No, yeah, I mean, and and I wouldn't blame her. And and also, I just don't think that she is a politician. I think she's yep. just a very, very strong woman who right. who knows you know her way around a stage and with people, um, and and. Uh, does well in, in that position and I think she would do well in the political position. I just don't think that she wants it
0: Absolutely, um, everybody loves her. Yeah, mm-hmm hard not to yeah, so If I remember correctly you think Stacey Abrams is gonna get it
1: I think I think Stacey Stacy was the first person who came to my mind. Okay. Uh, I could really see it being Stacey uh, Stacey is like a Kamala Harris without as much baggage. That's um, true And so that's going to be a big appeal, especially to the Biden campaign, who already has a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. Um, I, in my ideal world, like I said, I think it'd be Tammy Duckworth. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's be real. My ideal world, Biden wouldn't have gotten the nomination.
0: Right. uh, Right.
1: I think right now it would probably be Tammy Duckworth just because she represents everything that I think politics should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has that same energy as like uh, Beto, um, as um, I would even say like joe kennedy um the third she she he, she has that roller sleeves up, you know, get shit done um, uh-huh. and uh, that's something that I, I've always really appreciated about her uh, plus right. just as I, I've never realized how much representation matters until I have I, I I got that sort of tag of like military slash veteran
0: yeah um,
1: and 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 knowing that the people in office know how to run in the military is right. gonna be so important because we don't have that type of leadership right now and, yeah. and if you have any insight um, that's going to be invaluable
0: you seriously brought up a good point i mean it's it's been a while since we had somebody in the executive branch who has military experience the last one was h w, h. Yep. H. w. bush so i mean she she would carry some some weight yep she's on the ticket
1: and, and there are a lot more Democrats or swing voters in the military than one would presume. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's a huge demographic when you really break, like just break it all down because um, you have military families, military spouses, um, kids who come from military families who are returning 17, 18 during election time. Um, and that's something that, that, that you can really capitalize on. Um, yeah. That would be really, really good. And again, it would be nice to know that someone's in office who knows what they're doing.
0: Right. Right. All right. So I'm, I'm predicting Senator Harris. You're predicting Senator Duckworth. Any last words you want to add to this Uh, conversation? uh, Yeah, I'm predicting Abrams, hoping for Duckworth. Okay. You're Uh, predicting Abrams, hoping for Duckworth. Okay. Excuse me for that.
1: No, no, it's okay. So yeah, any final words? Um, Yeah. I I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Uh, It's fantastic. I hope to be on again. I know we have another one kind of planned for later.
0: So Uh, what year in, in college are you? Uh,
1: I will be finishing my sophomore year, uh, tomorrow. All
0: right. Good luck with that, dude. Thank you. Okay. So continue any less.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, uh, to everyone and anyone listening, um, stay safe, follow CDC guidelines. I don't want to see you in one of my clinics. Um, I I really do hope that, um, you're respecting social distancing, uh, that you are wearing your mask out in public. Um, I know that for, for me, I always leave my house and I go phone wallet keys. Um, it's become phone wallet keys mask. Um, so just make sure you have all that on you um, at, at all times. Uh, make a couple so you have one in your car, one on you, um, that kind of a thing. Um, and and we're just to anyone listening, act with compassion. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now is a difficult time for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so, you know, keeping that smile on your face, Um, being that guy that makes the day um, is going to be really important, uh, especially now Um, and look into resources in your community, uh, places that need help, or if you need help, uh, places that can help. Um, And just sort of keep that in mind. All right.
0: Thank you, Miles, for joining me for this conversation.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So what we do know is that the Joe Biden presidential campaign announced that they would be forming a vice presidential selection committee to decide who his running mate would be just from reading different analysis and quite frankly you know this too joe biden values chemistry he values loyalty look at all those obama and biden memes you could tell they had that connection and he was going to want somebody who has that same connection he had with Barack Obama but for now stay tuned when he does announce we'll be doing an episode about that thanks for joining the conversation here at Robles Speaks